0: Hey, I'm Tracy Burns, I'm a financial advisor with UBS. This podcast, you're gonna learn five things, then you're gonna move on, because we all are busy and we're all trying to keep the wheels on the bus moving daily. I'm on a mission to help women through divorce, through transition, to empower them. A the super soft spot for female founders, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and of course, closing this darn wage gap. I have three teenagers, two girls, so I have a personal interest in all that, and this podcast is a small little piece of helping us get there. Please, before we dive in, make sure you listen to previous podcasts, five things your business should be thinking about now, five people you should be surrounding yourself with. Cindy Eckert, a self-made billionaire was on with us and said, you need to be quirky to succeed. You gotta listen to that. So (laughs) please go back and listen to the past podcasts. So I had the great pleasure of meeting our next guest in 2018. And Kate, I'm going to tell you a story in two seconds, but Kate Lizio, 20 years in financial services before she founded Luminary, which is this amazing collaborative space for women. And Kate's story is is, probably should be the whole podcast because she was like this big exec, global head of multinational corporate banking for HSBC, JP Morgan before that. People told her she'd never succeed because she didn't have an MBA. I have one. I'm not so sure sometimes what it does for me. <laughs> um, but she, but you were smart enough to notice that not only was it the lack of women at the top, it was the lack of women in the middle. There were none. So therefore, you can't get women to the top if you don't have them in the middle. And so with that, she self-funded, and I repeat and underline self-funded luminary this space where women could just go and share and um, and grow together and full disclosure. And I'm proud to say that UBS is a corporate sponsor, but before I dive in, I have to tell you, Kate, you and I met this, So this is almost your two year anniversary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. For our Marsaf launch. Yeah. So I left media in October of 2018. And I remember sitting with you cause I interviewed you in my previous life in September And I was still like, should I, should I not? I'm about to make this big career change, but I'm so super passionate about this. And I sat and listened to you. And I will tell you that Cindy Eckert is one of the people that convinced me to go find my, follow my passion. And sitting there listening to you, you made this magnificent career change and funded it yourself. Um, And I was like, damn, if she could do this, I'm doing this. And so I have to tell you, you completely inspired me.
1: Oh, well, that was one of our, I think that was our my first real interview, definitely, uh, versus just print around Luminary. And it was, one, you made me feel so at ease, because you were this baller in media, and journalism that I had looked up to, especially um, as a banker for so long, the street. And uh, it was a great interview. We still use it. We still use clips from it, because you ask the questions and you ask the tough questions and you call people on the mat. And that's what we need to be doing with these companies and the funding gap and the wage gap and everything that we're talking about pre-COVID, but now as it's gotten worse you know, during COVID for women. Well, thank you. But you, first of
0: all, um, people should know you had COVID in the very, very beginning. So you just launched this business. You're like a year and a half young, yep. barely and COVID hits, you get it. So I guess if you could, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that. If you could, you are since healthy, you're since doing great, and you have, you're, you're still doing, the business is open. I want to say thriving. I know you're going to deny that, but you are open and you're out there. If you could, before we dive in, can you give us the state of the state? Like, what have you seen um, in, I guess, the last six months?
1: Well, yeah, and and again, thanks Tracy for having me on. You know, for the state of the state. So we we saw this coming. We had members from Luminary that were actually stuck in China, at, at in since January, and sort of telling us, listen, this is this is this is worse than than you think it is, and um, it's going to hit right and. I knew and had talked to my team that we were going to have to shut down at some point once New York and Cuomo you know, said something. So even before we actually temporarily shut down the space because we had to, we, we went online. And that was something that I never thought we would do. I was always very focused on the physical aspect and having the physical space. Um, but we said we had to be there for our members. We had to be there for the, the amount of programming that we do on a daily basis. And we couldn't, we couldn't not have that Uh, Because that's a main differentiator for who we are uh, versus just a physical space. And so since March 14th, we've been online. We've since opened um, or reopened in June as part of phase two here in New York City. So we're running both our physical space, which is, you know, again, slowly but surely rebuilding as far as, you know, people coming in. But we are running everything virtually from our workshops and our events to our community board, our jobs board, our our, our overall platform. And, you know, one of the insane um, statistics for us is in 2019, our first full year of operation, we ran 212, something like that, in-person workshops, events, and programs. Since March, we've done more than 600. Oh, my God. And so State of the (laughs) State has... Women are looking for ways to connect. Women are looking for ways to be visible. Women are looking for community. Not just, of course, they'd much rather be in person, but they are out there and they're looking for more ways to upskill. They're looking at additional ways, if they're business owners, to promote, to advance to develop their businesses so that they can survive. And then as you know, I call them corporate women, whether you're in you know, nonprofit or or the corporate world of of any size, it's again continuing to look for ways to be visible, continuing to make sure that your managers know that you're not slacking off because you're working from home or you have virtual schooling for your kids. So the state of the state is rough, right? And I'm always looking for silver linings and there are some, but when you look at close to 10 years of employment gains for women wiped out due to the pandemic, which we're calling the she session, you're looking at 25% of women owned businesses have been permanently eliminated since the start of the pandemic. And if you statistically go back, since the last five plus years, women have been opening businesses at a rate of 1800 plus per day. Um, And that's, that's tremendous. Um, but if we're going to start wiping these businesses out and wiping employment gains out and 865,000 women left the workforce in only September, uh, what do we do for this? And um, it is a, it is a, we cannot sit on our hands right now. We've got to do something. We all play a part in this, whether as an individual or a small, or large company. Absolutely. And that's why all the more I'm thrilled that we're hitting
0: this topic because the more attention we bring to it, the better. So Kate k- kindly gave us the five things we need to do to prevent a full blown, we're calling it a she session. But really, we we are we are the 50% of the retail client. We are 50%. Uh, I mean, we run our own households. We There are so many things and reasons this economy needs us to survive and thrive that it's not just as, uh, as I've heard people say, a nice to do. It's, it's a, We must do this in order for this economy to keep plugging forward. And so on your list, the first and foremost, right, is equal pay. How do we get there? Because that, that really,
1: that, that could make all the difference for a lot of households. It could. And it's, again, this is not a problem that's just because of the, the, the right. COVID and the she session, right? We've known this. Women make 80 cents on the dollar. Women of color, even less. Um, You know, for me, it's it's started and it's one of the reasons I started Luminary is we have got to promote early and often. Right. Right. Sizing these salaries and comp across all levels and all industries is paramount. Not everybody can do it in one fell swoop. Right. You're not going to walk into a big bank and say, okay, now let's do a benchmarking. Everyone now has to be paid the same. That's right. not how it works. Um, there's lots of industries that also have, you know, obviously bonuses and different types of comp-, comp compensation. But if you get women promoted earlier and and more often, and having the opportunities that their male peers have, you begin to chip away at that equal pay and, and the gender and the gap, right? hiring women in the first place at the right salary, at the same salary that a male peer makes, um, providing visibility. And and I've talked about this for, for years, even when I was in banking, that why does my male peer get more visibility than I do? Why am I the one asking for a mentor or looking for sponsors when men, because there are more of them, and that's part of it, Uh, and there are more men in leadership roles, they're often just picked. And I think we've got to do a much better job, again, earlier. And also, let's train our managers, right? Let's train our managers to always, every time they have a role, have a diverse slate of candidates, including women, including people of color. And in particular for women, we know that there is unconscious bias. So we've We've got to get this training right and companies are going to have to invest. And we understand, right? It's a downturn. But I learned for many years under Jamie Dimon when I was at JP Morgan is you invest in a downturn. So let's hold these companies accountable, small, medium, and large. Let's hold the VCs. Let's hold the banks that are not providing loans to to women. Let's hold them accountable and say we've got to start chipping away at this.
0: But how do we do this? And I I love everything you're saying. So because your second point is to offer women more opportunities and what you're yes. saying is train managers, hire the right people, like it's it's across the board. But you're you guys have done some amazing amazing research and it showed that 60% of women actually prefer to work from home. So does that affect her ability to be visible? If I am saying I'm juggling the kids and homeschooling and all that other crap these days. I'd re- it'd be easier for me to stay home. Does that pull me out, sort of, of the, of the opportunities?
1: You know, again, I think this goes back to, to training and understanding the situation. If you look back a, a year ago and you talk to, you know, senior bankers, if, if they had said, would you let all your people work from home? They would have said, no, they're not going to be as productive right? They're not going to be out there calling on clients, uh, whatever their roles were, right? But if you understand that person's situation, and why they want to have flexibility, and why they'd like to work from home, and this is pre-virtual schooling, and caring for elderly, and sick, etc., why, right? managers should be taking the time to understand the responsibilities that their employees have, not just their men, but also their women and understand time constraints. Just because you're working from home doesn't mean you can't do your job. In fact, you know we've learned that it makes people sometimes more efficient. You're not commuting, you're not spending time running from meeting to meeting. You're able to get more in a day. That has its disadvantages too, because people are actually working more right now and balancing um, more, juggling more. I shouldn't say balance, Um, but we know it makes people more efficient. And again, if you couple that with the right training and the right management, I think you can actually have a very productive workforce. Uh, Anecdotally, it's funny, I was with a friend this weekend and she was talking about her husband who's in finance and she said, yeah, you know, he'll probably never go back to working five days off the office in the week. Why would he have to commute to New York every single day? And he has, they have two children but she's bearing the brunt of the making sure that everyone gets to school or virtual school on time. He doesn't necessarily have to, to, to have that responsibility. And I am not generalizing. That's all relationships or all households, but understanding what we can do to give visibility to these women, right? One-on-one communication, getting them a, a sponsor, right? Never before has this been more important. Like, We need a sponsor in these rooms fighting for us um, because it's critical. And so there is a lot of opportunity for companies to say, "Okay, let's rethink what we've done for our workforce. And there just needs to be a little bit of flexibility. This doesn't mean that forever everyone's going to work five days a, a week from home. But going forward, maybe it's two days, maybe it's three days. And sometimes I think you could be more productive when you have that schedule, you know, your management and your company is supporting you and you can just get shit done.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. And that actually, you you led yourself right into your own third point, which is to offer more support. It's really, truly just like you said, take the time to get to understand your employee's situation. And I'll I'll tell you, I think I'm more productive at home. I don't... I love my colleagues, but I don't need to chit chat in the kitchen every day. Like I'm good, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm okay at home. I'd rather do what I need to do, talk to clients, you know. More now, more than ever, people actually want to get on the phone because they're jonesing for contact. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said for that. The, the your fourth point that we talked about was to embrace technology, and I love how you started off this conversation saying you put Luminary online. Yeah. You think that they're... There are still, there's still a hesitation for a lot of people to embrace tech. And that's kind of one of the only ways to make this work, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And if you, I mean, again, if I go back to our original conversation or even my business plan that I wrote in March of of 2018, there was not one mention of digital, virtual, online. It was physical. Yes, we would have an app and we would have ways to, you know, to, to talk to our members and engage, but everything was physical. And you know, I was—I hate, I hate to say it—I was sort of like that the dinosaur saying, "We don't need this." And then COVID happens, and you're like, "Wait a second! I've got to embrace this, and I've got to innovate." And I have a phenomenal team that is younger than me for for the most part, and said, "Kate, here's what we have to do. Here are the tools that we can use." And I will say, even in the six months that or seven months that we've been sort of on virtual, we're now actually going a step forward. We're accelerating a massive transformation just in our own technology to take touch points that we have for our members down to one, right? Because we sort of cobbled this together. And I think people can't be afraid of, listen, you're not going to learn and you're not going to embrace everything in one day. This takes time, just like building a career, just like building a business. But you've got to be open to these, get feedback. I think that's so important and accept it and then figure out how you're going to implement that feedback in better ways of communication, of visibility, of, of talking to your customers or talking to your teams. Um, and, but, but also don't be so hard on yourself. Like, again, we are all in the same boat. This has leveled the playing field for a lot of people and maybe not men because women, again, are disproportionately impacted and we know the stats, but for the majority out there, it's saying, okay, this business is 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 in in tough state of affairs, as is my business. You know, not every company is having record earnings. So, how do we work together? And I think that's the critical point. Um, and implement technology that's going to work for all of us, not just one of us. And I guess a
0: lot of that has to do with the type of business you're in, right? Like most women, I shouldn't say this. Many women are in. Um, open businesses in retail, um, restaurants, things like that. Those seem to be much more women-oriented, female entrepreneur-type businesses. And those arguably could be a little harder to put online. But I think the whole networking thing and, and what you're doing to keep women together is so super important and leads us to your last point, which is, again, you guys did this great research and 52% 52% of the people, the women you surveyed said they need more financial advice, which I made a little note and said, <laughs> therefore, you, you contact me. I will help anyone at any time. But 58% they said they need more business advice. Yeah. And so it could, it could be anything, right? It could be, how do I put an income statement together? It could be, should I invest in more d- technology? So how
1: do we help them with that? So I think I again it's a couple things. You know, we, we we everyone's gotta be open to providing that level of advice and support. I'm not saying anyone should be doing that for free either, right? We all have to make money and and survive. But it's one of the reasons that Luminary, you know, even from day one, it's about giving people the tools, access and tools and resources to develop their careers, whether they're a banker, an accountant, a lawyer, a teacher to a small business owner, entrepreneur, or founder. And we saw this over the last couple of months. Me, in particular, as as you mentioned, self funded small business. Um, I went through the PPP process. I went through every grant process. You know everything that we could possibly do to to keep us moving forward. But what I saw was, you know, a check is only good for a little bit of a time, right? It may pay a bill. It may get you through one payroll cycle, um, which is fine, which is good. But you need more than that. We know that, right? So business advice is, like you said, how to do financial plan how to understand a strategic plan, whether you're in corporate America or your own business, that is fundamental. What do you do for brand? How do you build a strategy? What are you doing for you know, making introductions um, to get new business? Um, that is a, a really important piece of this. Men, again, and I generalize, but they know it. They've been on the golf course for how many years, right? They call their buddy and they can get an introduction. They can get a meeting. You know snap their fingers women it's different right first of all there's less women are you calling your men male contacts i do all the time you know tap into your network part of this is really developing and building your network outside of what you have today outside of your comfort zone and that's what we're doing we announced a, a month ago a, a massive partnership with unilever to help now over 300 women-owned businesses across the u.s Today, we announced a, a fellowship with UBS um, to help more than 50 women owned businesses and actually women of color owned businesses across the US. And um, we just signed a partnership to do the same with Verizon on another fellowship. So, our goal is to help by the end of next year, a thousand women owned small businesses but at the same time, supporting all of these women that are in, you know, quote unquote, corporate America, getting the visibility, getting the network, getting the access and continuing to develop their skill sets so they can be successful in whatever their definition of success is. It's amazing.
0: Everyone should check out the website. It's luminary-nyc.com. I hope, I hope you open when the world is better, like across the country so that There's this place for people to go because the world will get better. We will be in front of each other. But until then, women in particular need to embrace the networking and the availability of information online. I I even did a podcast on why cash is queen. I mean, there's so many things and places you can go to learn. And um, Kate, you're an inspiration in what you're doing and how you went from, you know, I'm going to be a dork and say like this – hotshot at HSBC flying all over the world to, I'm pretty sure you're not like, you know, blowing out your expense account right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: One last thing, just so people that are, when they listen, and I'm sure you have great listeners is that, you know, one of the the we 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 love that we could support all these women in the New York area because they were coming into the space and accessing everything we had to offer. Now with virtual, we are we don't have those borders anymore. So everything that we do, a digital membership, we have members from Senegal to Barbados, London to Hong Kong, New York to San Francisco, Columbus, Ohio, and everything in between. So with our digital membership, that's at a much lower cost, a price point, you have the same access that anyone does. It's amazing. It's amazing. So check it out. She's so prolific.
0: She's writes for Forbes. She's been in you know, everywhere. She's on LinkedIn. Check her out. Um, Thank you. Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for inspiring so many other women. Thanks, Tracy. Hope to see you in person soon. Oh my God. Fingers crossed, girl. (laughs) This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc., nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.